Hello, I'm Aaron Lohr, and this is the Endocrine News Podcast. We're having a delightful time at Endo 2019 in New Orleans, and today we're talking about polycystic ovary syndrome, or PCOS, and specifically racial differences in anxiety and quality of life in patients with this condition. And joining us today is Dr. Anuja Dokras of the Hospital of the University of Pennsylvania. Thank you for joining us. You're welcome. I'm happy to be here. Your endo presentation is titled Racial Differences in Anxiety, Depression, and Quality of Life Between White and Black Women with PCOS and Controls. Can you tell us a little bit about PCOS, uh, its prevalence and symptoms? So PCOS is a very common disorder. It occurs in about 8 to 13% of reproductive age women, which means in a room with 10 women, one will have PCOS probably as common or a little more common than thyroid disorders. And this is a prevalence worldwide, so it's not just in the U.S., but all over the world we now have good data showing that the prevalence is pretty much around that 8 to 10% mark. And if someone has PCOS, how might that manifest in their overall health? What sort of impacts might we see? So the common presentations for PCOS are irregular periods, So women and girls will complain of periods occurring three, four times a year rather than every month. The second common presentation is excessive hair growth. What bothers them most is hair on the face, facial hair or body parts that are exposed. And then the third most common is weight gain. So these symptoms then result in short and long-term implications as well. So besides regulating their periods, helping them with managing hair growth. These women have a slightly higher risk of diabetes, slightly higher risk of cholesterol issues, high blood pressure, and weight management is the number one complaint that these patients have. So your study focuses on mental health symptoms Mm -hmm. and PCOS. So what's the connection between PCOS and mental health? Right. And so the reason I didn't include in mental health in the list of complications was because I just wanted to emphasize that it's more recently that we have begun to recognize the association between PCOS and mental health issues. And so we were one of the first groups to do studies on the risk of anxiety and depression in women with PCOS. And now there are several studies, again, all over the globe that show that young women with PCOS have a higher prevalence of depressive symptoms higher prevalence of anxiety symptoms, higher prevalence of eating disorders. There's recent data showing that body image distress is higher in these women. And hence, as you can imagine, quality of life is decreased, Mm -hmm. given that they have so many of these mental health issues. And is there an explanation for that connection between the mental health symptoms that we've identified yet, or is that still something that needs to be explored? So I think it still needs to be explored, but what we and others have found so far is that body image, and by that I mean weight issues, Mm -hmm. hair growth issues, Mm -hmm. do contribute to some extent, but don't explain the entire association. So in the literature, there's good association between obesity and depression, just in all comers. There's some association with type 2 diabetes and depression. But again, that doesn't explain all of it in PCOS. So we still need more studies to help us understand why the prevalence is higher in this particular patient population. And as you can imagine, it then affects 
their treatment, their ability to continue with treatment, mm-hmm. or come and seek treatment. So there are a number of barriers as a result of this, and it becomes an important issue. So not only did your study focus on mental health symptoms, but also on racial differences. Can you tell us about your study and, and what you found? The reason we looked for racial differences is in PCOS, we know that there are racial differences in presentation. So the hair growth issues will be different depending on the race and ethnicity. Asians have higher male hormones, but may not have as much hair growth. And Mm. so we are very aware of these differences in PCOS. There are also differences in the metabolic risks. As I mentioned, the obesity type 2 diabetes, it varies if you're Southeast Asian, Caucasian, African-American. And that's what got us to ask this question. Do we see differences even with respect to anxiety and depression? And so the data that we're going to present shows that women with PCOS, uh, white women or Caucasians, have higher anxiety scores compared to black women, but no difference in the depression scores. Mm. And this is pretty similar to the background of the control population. So the general population in the U.S., the prevalence of anxiety is slightly higher in Caucasians compared to African Americans, and no differences in depression scores or the prevalence of depression. So our PCOS population mimics the background risk. And, and how did you measure anxiety and depressive symptoms in your study? So there are very standard screening tools that are available and have been validated both in our population here in the U.S. and globally. And so we use the standard screening tools that we've used in our prior studies. So these are surveys that patients are prospectively recruited. And then they complete the surveys. There's a score that's given as well as a cutoff. And if you're above a certain cutoff, you could have mild or moderate depression or anxiety. So very standardized surveys that are used to screen women. And again, no real explanation as to why Caucasians might have a a, a higher anxiety score in the study. It's just something that is reflective of what you're seeing even in the controls. You're seeing it here as well, but still not quite sure why that might be. Right. Not quite sure why that might be, but I think we do have some pointers. So what we tried to do was to look at the associations with hair distribution, male hormone levels, Mm -hmm. body image, so uh, BMI, body mass index. And what we found was that there was an association between high BMI and anxiety, again, leading to that supposition that body image might affect the anxiety scores. But we saw that in both, in Mm -hmm. African-Americans and Caucasians. Mm -hmm. So in answer to your question, it doesn't explain the difference, but it gives us pointers as to what we could treat to help improve these symptoms. When you think about the future of where your work might point, whether it's for the patient who's wondering what their treatment might look like in the future for these sort of symptoms, do you have an idea in your mind of what that future might look like? You know, the first-line treatment for PCOS is really lifestyle modification. Mm -hmm. And I think our studies show that lifestyle modifications will indeed play an important role because improvement in weight does improve overall mental health. On the other hand, if you don't feel well, you can't improve your weight. So it's cyclic, you know, Mm. and there are barriers both ways, and we really need to address the problem comprehensively and not just one aspect of it. So when we understand these links better, when we recognize racial issues, I think we'll be in a better place going in the future to be able to look at our patient in a more personalized way rather than, say, 
first-line treatment lifestyle modification, but now we could say first-line treatment in somebody within these weight ranges or with these ethnic backgrounds, what else do we need to do? And we could start having a more personalized approach. I just wanted to say thank you so much for taking the time and being with us on the podcast and sharing your work. Thank you. Thank you. That's all for this episode. Thank you for listening to the Endocrine News Podcast. To learn more, visit www.endocrine.org slash podcast. There you can find this episode and some helpful links. You can subscribe to Endocrine News Podcasts on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to leave a review on iTunes. And if there's a topic you'd like to see us cover on the podcast, let us know by emailing us at podcast at endocrine.org. Thanks again for listening. Endocrine News Podcasts are a free service of the Endocrine Society. To learn more or to become a member, visit the Society's website at www.endocrine.org.